the sales side of it is, you know, this big game hunting model. Like you bring the big carcass and you leave it on the floor for other people to deal with and you go out to kill another one as opposed to more of a, like now we're moving into more of a, of a farming mentality where you're really trying to grow like every customer into this bountiful tree that produces fruit all the time forever. That is Robbie Kelman Baxter, the creator of the popular business concept and book, The Membership Economy. She joined me on this episode of B2B Nation to discuss how marketing has evolved over the past couple years with a new emphasis on giving customer lifetime value through cultivating and creating memberships. This is our first ever book club episode and I could not be more excited. To start us off and to give context for folks who haven't read the book, I asked Robbie what her definition of the membership economy was. Yeah, so the, the membership economy is a, is a term that I coined to describe this massive transformation that I have been seeing. Um, first, you know, I noticed it here in Silicon Valley uh, with companies like, like Netflix and SurveyMonkey and Facebook. Um, but I have seen now across, you know, six, seven, eight different industry categories. Um, and it's about a massive transformation in organizations from a focus on uh, ownership to a focus on access. Um, from the transactional, the anonymous transaction to the known relationship, uh, from one-time payment to recurring payments, and you know, often from uh, one-way communication to open multi-directional communication under the organizational umbrella. And so really at its heart, it's about a formal long-term relationship with the customer, or uh, you might even call it a forever transaction. Obviously, marketing is sort of a quickly evolving industry as well as sales. Um, but how much uh, would you say has changed since writing the the membership economy? Are have you sort of uh, you know gone back and changed a couple of chapters? Is there anything that you would you know change up a little bit? Uh, I'm just curious, sort of how uh, I guess from an author's perspective, you you know put out books with uh, something that's evolving so so quickly. Okay, so what I would have written differently, the part that I didn't include in the book that I'm including now in my in my talks and in my work is the physical membership economy. So the idea that you can buy physical products through subscription. So there's there's things like, you know, Amazon subscribe and save where you get, you know, a five or 10% discount for, um, you know, getting replenishment uh, automatically sent to your house for, you know, whatever, anything from, you know, pet food to toilet paper to makeup, whatever, things that you use all the time. Also, things like uh, Dollar Shave Club, which is, you know, a very focused CPG company, basically, or or even like all the, the subscription boxes. I didn't cover that in the book. And um, it's exploding right now. So that and then I didn't really I talked about B2B in the book. But, um, you know, I think if I were writing doing a new edition, I'd probably add more about the ways that B2B, you know, what, what are the differences between B2B uh, membership and B2C membership? What would you say? I mean, what what are those differences? I'm so glad that you brought that up um, because you know, for our listeners, folks, uh, I think that there are a couple great examples. You know, you you have the the example about Salesforce and their App Exchange. You have a great example about uh, the Marketo. I can't remember the name of their membership, uh, but they have a great membership program. But there are some really great, you know, software as a service examples in the B2B space uh, where they are, you know, creating these memberships and creating uh, these long lasting, as you said, lifetime relationships. So, uh, what would that sort of, you know, chapter on B2B be for uh, the membership economy. Yeah. So what I would what I would want to write about is what's the difference between B2B and B2C in terms of membership? I, I always say, you know, behind every B in B2B, there's a C, there's a consumer. And really there's an H. There's a human being that has 
basic human needs, right? We all, you know, if you think about Maslow and his hierarchy of needs, you know, he started by saying, you know, once our physiological needs are met, things like food, shelter, Wi-Fi, you know, the stuff that you can't live without, then you need to mitigate risk. You need to um, feel like you belong, like you're recognized, like have your cheers bar experience where everybody knows your name. And then you need to be held in high regard by your peers. And ultimately, you want to um, reach your full potential. So if you think about those things, most of us are at work for most of our waking hours. And so that's really where we're getting those benefits. That's where we often feel like we belong, like where we're recognized and known and people understand us. And, and also certainly where we um, build status, right? Like, oh, I'm the guy, you know, like you gave the Marketo example, like, I'm the guy who knows how to use Marketo. I'm the guy who understands content marketing. You know, I'm the one who, you know, can work all the tech stuff. That gives people status. And, and what I'm seeing on the business side is B2B organizations are almost replacing traditional professional associations. So, so in other words, you know, you gave the Marketo example. Um, as a marketer, I might prefer to spend my limited conference going time going to, uh, what is it, Marketing Nation, um, which is the Marketo Conference, rather than going to the AMA's National Conference because it's more relevant to my success. The people that go to that event, uh, the content that's presented at that event might be more relevant for me and more likely to help me be professionally successful. If every, you know, company that you sort of buy into has these places where you can interact with communities and uh, talk with folks, uh, do you think that that sort of takes away from it a little bit or, or does that sort of make the consumer more powerful and more informed? Well, so ultimately to go back to what the membership economy is, it's about um, building a long-term formal relationship with your customer. It's about a move away from anonymous and toward relationships. Hmm. In my mind, that's almost always good. You know, there, there, there are certainly times when, when you want to be anonymous, but for the most part, most people like to be recognized, to have customized experiences, and to have relationships with vendors who are taking a long-term approach and who are more focused on my long-term success than they are on selling any one product or service. Yeah. So, so I think it's all good news. Preach, preach. Um, <laughs> um, a, cu a couple more questions here, Robbie. Uh, I'm curious. Obviously, we, we just covered the you know the B2B versus B2C aspect. Um, so the second half of our podcast name is Marketing Edition. Um, so would you say the membership economy does it impact sales or marketing uh, more or? Definitely, it impacts marketing a lot because you know marketing kind of has their fingers in everything, right? You, you know, we're we're involved with product. You know, we're involved with setting requirements. We're involved in understanding what the market wants, and then we're involved in, in creating that, and then telling the market that we have it. Right? It's kind of you know we always talk about this kind of virtuous cycle. Um, in the membership economy, uh, a lot of that cycle happens after the first transaction. So, the moment of transaction becomes the starting line, and most of the marketing effort goes after that first transaction. That's sort of, I think, the example you gave is uh, the hourglass, right? So you sort of would, would start at the bottom of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you want, yeah, you want to, first of all, if you're, you know, when somebody says to me, like, I just, um, I'm advising a company and they said, you know, how much money should we spend on marketing? And I said, well, if you mean market research and making sure that you really understand your customer 
and you really understand how they're going to use your your product, I would say spend a lot. If you're talking about, you know, getting a loudspeaker and, you know, advertising and, you know, uh, you know, trying to get clicks and things like that, I said, I wouldn't bother until you're a hundred percent sure that if you bring them to the product, they're going to stay forever. Otherwise you're wasting your money because, because you're really counting on a lifetime transaction if you have a subscription model. So making sure that you have retention is way more important than acquisition. Absolutely. And I think that, that that goes really well into, you know, this idea of sort of rethinking the marketing funnel. Do you think, is, is that where we're going, uh, Robbie, sort of as an industry, at least in terms of marketing, is it the whole marketing funnel changing before our very eyes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, the old marketing funnel really doesn't focus on the customer at all. So it's, it's not really in the best interest of the customer. It's like, get them in, you know, like, like, you know, you, you asked about sales and marketing, you know, the sales side of it is, you know, this big game hunting model, like you bring the big carcass and you leave it on the floor for other people to deal with. And you go out to kill another one, as opposed to more of a, like, now we're moving into more of a, of a farming mentality where you're really trying to grow like every customer into this bountiful tree that produces fruit all the time forever. So it's a very, yeah, it's, it's a totally different model. And, you know, uh, you know, flip my funnel, you know, lots of great examples of, of how to do that. Um, well, how can our listeners find out more, Robbie, about you and about uh, all that you're working on? Well, they can, I'm very easy to find online. Um, if you, you know, I'm Twitter, Robbie Backs, um, you know, uh, membershipeconomy.com, all kinds of stuff about the book. And um, Peninsula Strategies is my consulting firm, which is, you know, for 15 years, I was a consultant focused on subscription business models and SaaS. And so, um, you know, that's still kind of my core, core work. So any of those places is great. You can read the book, Membership Economy. Um, that'll give you a really good idea, uh, going a lot deeper into the stuff um, than what, what you and I could do in 20 minutes. Um, and, I, and I welcome, actually, if anybody wants to email me or, or call me with their thoughts or ideas, I, I always welcome that in the spirit of true community. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but yeah, we're reading it for our internal book club and it's been uh, so, so informative and so, so helpful for our strategy as a marketing department. And I would advise all of our listeners to to think about that uh, for their own marketing departments as well. So uh, thank you again, Robbie, for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we can chat again soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Josh. And now is the point in the podcast where I get to thank you for listening along. To find out more about B2B Nation, including our HR and IT editions, check out our website, technologyadvice.com backslash podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Your feedback helps us come up with ideas for future episodes. Lastly, please follow our Twitter at our handle at B2B Nation underscore smart. Thanks for listening.